Welcome to Friday Night Party Line for uh, March 18th, 2016. Ah, tonight on the show, we're going to be talking about how humans are powerless to the neural might of computers. How computers are subsequently powerless to the stupidity of human drivers. And uh, how basically everyone is powerless to the forces of nature. Tonight on the show, we have Cherba. Hey, Cherbs. Hey. How's it going, man? Oh fucking! You know, another day of the offices. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how's the how's the weather over there? It's actually pretty nice. I'm I'm digging the weather over here. It is sunny. There's some puffy clouds. You know, mm. not too hot. Right Just on. Doing okay. Right on. Nothing's on fire. Uh, probably, but I don't know. <laughs> it's not like I'm checked. <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe like Australia doesn't have an is Australia on fire site because it'd be a static text page <laughs> <laughs> much like is California yes. on fire dot com uh, there's always something on fire around here it's a very big country yeah indeed and it has the propensity towards you know being <laughs> fireful uh, yes yeah on the show with us is, of course, George. Hey, George. How's it going, Baker? I'm. It, it, things are going all right for me. How is uh, How is things with you? And uh, and perhaps slightly less importantly, the Caprice. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up for once, but <laughs> since you did, but we want to know, George. But what I wanted to say was the Metro is on fire. <laughs> Yeah, in case in case you weren't uh, you didn't see it in the news, they shut down the DC Metro on Wednesday because we had a fire Monday, and a year ago they had another fire, and someone actually died as a result of that fire. So when they had another fire, they're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, gotta make sure all that is uh, sorted out. They showed this picture of this one wire that looked so sketch. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, friend. Oh, Copper yeah. bits hanging out of it. It's just like, oh, my God, that's a 500-volt wire. What is going on? <laughs> Testament to the perpetually crumbling infrastructure of this country. Ah. USA, USA. Ah, uh, and uh, speaking of USA, or perhaps someone who's more and more frustrated with it, uh, we have Scott Johnson. Hey, Scott Joe. Oh no! Oh no! 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 <laughs> Scott Joe, we can't hear you at all. Now Johnson is gesticulating <laughs> he's, wildly. He's checking his <laughs> cords. He's grabbing his cords, checking them twice, talking into nope. the mic, but we can't hear him, and that's just how it is. <laughs> Scott Johnson is not on the show. <laughs> oh, no. So, well, rest so assured we- that he is here gesticulating wildly and uh, continually testing his microphone to... To no avail, to be quite honest. But uh, hopefully you'll get that sorted out. uh, I should mention that 
Kieri Pomu Pomu is coming to Australia if you like K-pop. So go oh, buy yeah. tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kieri Pomu Pomu. She's uh, I like her sound, but her music videos are very strange. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I've never yeah, heard of it, any um, of the big top at Luna Park. Wait, wait, in hold Sydney, on a second. Isn't Kieri Pomu Pomu J-pop? I don't know. I don't remember. I just kind of listen to the songs. I don't get myself into like that little world of men in weird coats. Uh, you weird mean coats. Scott Rubin's world? Yes, I'm. I'm the other Scott. Yeah, actually, I'm the other other Scott. <laughs> we, we've got too many Scots. <laughs> there really are too many Scots. Um, too many Scots on the dance floor. Oh wow! But which, but which one of you is the true Scott? Definitely me, because I could probably kill the other two. <laughs> There's hey. Uh, hey, speaking hey. of the Scott, we got a Scott back. Yeah, here we go. Nice. So yeah, as I was saying, why would I be uh, why would I be upset about uh, or frustrated with the United States? I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> it's pretty much looking like the person I'm back and is going to become president. So I mean, uh, well, of course. You are watching the spectacle and rubbing your hands gleefully. Um, yes. Versus the um, other, it was the uh, the other Scott Johnson is is about ready to um, say fuck this shit. <laughs> the other Scott Johnson. Am there I are not? a lot of Scott Johnsons. There are a lot <laughs> of Scott Johnsons. Um, and isn't there another about, other Scott Johnson as well? Are you talking about my evil twin that's like a, a Trump supporter or something? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Maybe it was maybe it was you, show. and maybe I'm again getting the stupid usernames wrong, but there was there was um <laughs> there was a Scott on the forum basically saying that um it's my job to make sure that people don't drink raw milk and if Trump becomes president it gives me a reason to be just completely evil. And oh, go no, you're, you got yeah, me confused Pete. with Pete. I got you confused with Pete, yes. Well, no, I didn't get you confused with Pete. I got Pete confused with being a Scott Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. How did you do that? I have not met many of you. <laughs> and whose fault is that? No one's? It's... Of course not. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Let's get this. Uh, let's get the show rolling here. Uh, first up, we're going to be talking about uh, the AI that has been storming the news. We're going to be talking about AlphaGo, the um, the AI that put Go champion Lee uh, is <laughs> name Lee Sedol um, in his in his puny human place. Um, and won four out of the five Go games against him. Uh, Lee Sedol is a world champion at Go. I think he's, what is he, like uh, sixth level? Nine Dan. Nine Dan, yeah. And uh, he won. Well, not he, the Alpha Go won. Very, um... This was a thing that many people didn't see coming. They expected it to be kind of like, oh, yeah, that's, that's all right. Um, but then it Who just started taking coming? a lot of people I know thought that it would not, the AlphaGo would not ultimately win. But, uh, it, as soon as it won three out of the five games, it automatically won. 
and then it just took the fifth one. It did so did s- it lose the first game? No, it lost the fourth game. It did a weird thing. A very, very weird thing. Because because Lee Sedol did a weird thing. A very creative move that kind of made AlphaGo stumble. He basically stayed up all night studying the previous games that it had played. And then forced it into an era that it couldn't recover from. Very clever. But uh, now AlphaGo will literally never make that same mistake again. So it's like Ultron. <laughs> yeah, basically. Except for without a, you know, daddy complex. <laughs> and without the need to kill people. It really just wants to play Go. I approve of robots that just want to play Go and not kill people. <laughs> so apparently this thing has, like... 2,000 CPUs, 300 GPUs. (laughs) I mean, you know... Oh, and a giant fiber connection back to huge data centers. And and 64 search threads. I don't really know what that means in this context. But I'm just looking at this going, man, Humans are much more energy efficient with our intelligence. That is a very that is a really interesting angle for a takeaway on that. Yeah, I mean humans are for what we can do, we're pretty energy efficient about it. Yeah. I mean if that what if that's what it takes to beat us at a game like this. <laughs> really the machines aren't going to and I can be taking over the world anytime soon. <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, George, I'm loving this this silver linings attitude you've got about this. This this, this glass half full perspective is refreshing compared to much of the rest of the media that, for example, in this Los Angeles Times article is saying this is probably the end of board games. <laughs> the end of board games. Because, of course, we're not going to play board games for fun anymore. Well, I would say... Because <laughs> you know, we'd lose to a computer. What, have you... <laughs> it's the end of a perfect information game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's yeah. a good one. Dude, uh, I can't yeah. beat a computer at Go right now. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, yeah. And I, I haven't beat a computer at Go for, like, the last five years. <laughs> Really, as, far as I'm concerned, this was not a problem. Yeah, I mean, really, <laughs> when you had, as soon as you started having uh, com- versus computer board games like chess or checkers that had a difficulty setting that you could set to anything less than the absolute hardest difficulty, at that point, it was basically asking computers to take it easy on us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotta be honest. I don't think I can beat a computer at checkers let alone <laughs> Go or Chess or oh, any man. of those things. Isn't Checkers solved, though? Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know the solution. <laughs> we'll fucking learn it and you're done. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is not what that means. <laughs> um, you know, I can actually think computers, if it, like, scanned the entirety of, like, Twitter... And Tumblr could probably beat us at Cards Against Humanity. But is that really something the computer wants to win? (laughs) 
more more to the point is that is is anything against humanity a game we want to get computers playing (laughs) (laughs) no but i i think yes cards against humanity (laughs) if (laughs) here's the thing if the computer could win cards against humanity i think that would be proof that the computer had become human and thus less Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I think I think Checkers was solved in like two thousand seven. Hmm. Only just then. Damn. Actually, with enough statistical information, you probably could get a computer to win cards against humanity just by figuring out the things that people are most likely to find funny. Um, the computer doesn't have to understand the joke; it just has to spit back the options that sound the funniest. Yeah, you ever play that with um, just a deck where someone draws random... Uh, one person is just the deck dra- randomly drawing cards, and then the people... Uh, yeah. Yeah, then, then we like... We call that rando cardrizian. Yeah, and a lot of times that card would end up winning, and you're just uh, like, really? So It's um, sort of... Oh, it's not Cards Against Humanity goes. It's just... It's a terrible game. It's, it's the Yu-Gi-Oh! with the Dr. Pepper. That's yep. what it is. Um, so apparently checkers was solved um, in 2007. Yeah, oh, now that we've solved that problem, we can stop playing it. So apparently, connect for those four, of us who four. don't, uh, you know, board games so hardcore, what does solved mean? Solved means that there is a mathematically complete model that will allow you from start to finish to play perfectly. So, that's what that and, means. And given that Checkers is a completely... Perfect information game, yeah. Not, yeah. Not, well, also perfect information, but, uh, I mean, uh, completely identical. So, like, what, what, each side is the same. Is there any way to win the game other than a stalemate? Yes. No, I mean, like, if... If both sides were to play perfectly, is the winner just whoever goes first? I think that's when like um, timer type uh, rules come into play. Like in chess, if you have uh, if you have it set up that one side is being perpetually <coughs> kept in like checkmate, uh, in not checkmate in uh, in check, there's like a certain number of moves that it can go. Okay, this player is in check. Oh, they're not in check. Oh, this player is in check again. Oh, they're not in check again because they moved before that side is like declared a loser. And I think in that point, it uh, if both sides play perfectly, it typically goes to the first player advantage. Well, if there's one thing I learned from high school, it's that uh, when two people sit down to play chess regularly, you both get called a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I'm sure we had something going on after this, but still. Uh, AlphaGo, hit me to human. Let's see if we can get a robot to be a human in kickboxing. Um, oh, that'll be pretty easy, right? It I takes mean, it's just... one kick. <laughs> <laughs> Alternatively, one punch. Yeah, one punch. <laughs> we just create the one punch robot. <laughs> Just like target locked. <laughs> it's a, 
it's a car lifting jack mounted horizontally. <laughs> so just step sideways. Well, if it can track your movement, it'll be able to rotate with you. <laughs> Ronda Rousey, eat your heart out. Ah. <laughs> uh. Ah, new. Ah, so speaking of the AIs and its interactions with humans, uh, Google had a bit of a skerfuffle with its uh, Google car. Uh, turns out, does not anticipate that human drivers can be gigantic assholes and uh, not uh, give people right of way. Not give people I any. Go that far, <laughs> considering <laughs> it drove out like. A couple of feet in front of a 15-ton bus. Well, it assumed <laughs> that the bus would just would let it go. And that well, was the, not... If the bus stepped on the brakes, he would have still just steamrolled that fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> have you actually seen the video of this crash? It's like the car just sort of turns and bumps into the side of the bus. The, bu- <laughs> the bus is almost entirely unfazed by this interaction. <laughs> Heavy vehicles work by different rules, man. <laughs> well, actually, no, they work by the same rules. It's just that the numbers are a lot bigger. Because <laughs> those rules are the rules of physics. Timo just started bleeding from somewhere because I called them rules. Oh, and it's his birthday today, too. Happy it birthday, Timo. Indeed. We're sorry Cherba made you bleed. <laughs> I've had to send out those cards before. But anyway. Uh, yeah, basically, it's not a case of people being dicks. It is, this is the Google car at fault because it treated... A large vehicle, like a small vehicle, and just fucking drove into it. Yeah, um, Wait, it shouldn't it drive also, into it anyway. According, you know to, what I mean? according to Google, um, it says that it has already tweaked its um, it has already tweaked its software to accept that buses are quote less likely to yield. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> when the Google buses didn't put are more into likely the- to, I'm a bus. What Google did not put into the software was that there is a hierarchy of road-going vehicles. Okay, motorcycle trump spike. Bus win. (laughs) Motorcycle trumps bike. Car trumps motorcycle. Truck truck trumps car. Bus trumps truck. And uh, semi and other trumps uh, buses. So. The only thing that trumps buses, semis. <laughs> semis. Well, and no, also trains. Trains trump yeah, everything. Trains. Oh yeah, trains. <laughs> trains, trains are the, the trains are the trains are the the chupacabras of the motor vehicle <laughs> of the motor vehicle road. You try They're, to avoid them, but if you do, but if you can't, you're fucked. <laughs> I found that gif again. Oh my god, this gif. Wait, is it the? The gif of the guy on the bike? No, the gif of the bus. <laughs> oh, nice. oh, it's the I'm a bus. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, there bus is go. There's a subreddit for that. It's called R bitch I'm a bus. 
<laughs> uh, okay, I gotta see that subreddit now. <laughs> Bitch, um... Oh yeah. <laughs> is that it's a thing? actually pretty enjoyable? Oh my god, that's oh my god. actually a thing! Oh my god! You should see the gif in the first comment on the thing I just linked. Oh man! It's like a remote control bus test that goes horribly wrong. <laughs> what? <Well>, hey! <laughs> it's got speed. <laughs> it just. Over the barrier. Student to what we were saying, like the fifth link down on bitch, I'm a bus, is a train trumping a bus. <laughs> uh, oh, it's yeah. even a fucking Banana Bendy bus. Oh, wow. Oh, no. Bye uh, bye, bus. Oh, bye bye, Bendy bus. <laughs> Yikes. Mm. That's, um,. Uh, yeah. Okay. Now we're just we're just spending the rest of the time looking at bus videos, <laughs> like this bus going through a completely flooded street. To be honest, <laughs> listeners, if you are not also spending your time looking at bus gifts, then frankly, I don't know what you're doing with your life. There's a monster truck school bus. Awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. How's this city bus corner pocket to steal the joke from the thread title? Next stop, Middle Earth. Where is it? When is that bus? Oh, there's the bus. Going on. Whoop! And it's in. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That went from there's pavement there to there's not pavement there anymore. And fucking people reckon the US has got severe potholes. Oh wow! He's sort of standing, like for real, for real. No, no, no. That did <laughs> no, did that really? no, no, no. <laughs> All right, let me move my road flares over, <laughs> so <laughs> the next bus won't do that. Oh goodness gracious! <laughs> Are you kidding? I'd move the road flares over so the next bus did. You can fill in the hole with buses. <laughs> Just asphalt over the top, you're done. Each successive bus further compacting the previous ones. Exactly. Uh, I mean, there is one London point I want to make about a Roman something. city in the foundations underneath. We'll fill that pothole with a foundation of buses. There is one t- thing I wanted to make about uh, self-driving cars, and self-driving cars are going to be a thing that happens eventually. In our life, yes. definitely. Partly because humans just can't be trusted yep. to drive cars safely. Yeah. And also partly because as cars become safer, the pillars around where we sit are becoming so large we're not going to be able to see out of them anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Like <sighs> I know George, you're a tall guy like me. Yeah. Not sure how tall Scott is, but he's a guy who is of a size. He's tall ish. Yes. Six foot. Six foot. Yeah. Ish. Six Tall-ish. foot's nice enough. Like, have you ever driven a small ish four door these days? Like an I forty five? I own a smallish four-door. 
I actually, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I was leaving, uh, like, a week ago, I was leaving the pizza shop, and, like, a car came at me at a 90-degree angle towards the same intersection, and I didn't see it at all. It was completely obscured by the gigantic A-pillar on my car until it was, I was about to run into it. Yeah, man, the fucking A-pillars on an I-45 are six inches wide. It's huge. Yeah. Well, at least I think it's six inches. I don't know. I'm guesstimating that. Like, yeah, I have it's... to duck my head over to the middle of the car in intersections. It's no People joke. People this... have no trouble. I don't have a banana <laughs> for scale here, but this is... Okay, here, I actually do. I have a... See, this is how thick the A-pillar is on my car. Hmm. Now, I, have... I drive a very small car. It weighs a little more than 2,000 pounds. It's amazing that I can, I can have an accident in that and won't be guaranteed to die. So, there's upsides and there's downsides. But <laughs> sight or being killed horribly in an accident caused by your inability to see. see. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, my car has modern safety features like crumple zones. Yeah, but you aren't supposed to be in them. <laughs> yeah. Fair point, fair point. Uh, yeah, man, it's energy absorbing materials. If I run into pretty much anything, it's just gonna explode into a cloud of rust and bondo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm the just mighty van is mighty on a chassis with a seat. <laughs> the mighty van very, is a mighty very thing. wily coyote of you. <laughs> Comes flying out of the front of the car, still buckled into the seat, just keeps going, just <laughs> And then, you know, they, you have to wait a sufficient amount of time before you just fall to the ground. And <laughs> <laughs> still holding the steering wheel, of course, because right. that's just as the way as, it's got to be. You just have As to. long as I don't look down, I will be able to. <laughs> or, or notice. <laughs> going forever. Well, you know what's going to happen. You're still going to be holding the steering wheel. It's going to be just the, the, the steering column plus like a couple of wires hanging out the bottom of it just for effect. And you're going to be going and you're going to notice, huh, the brake pedal and the gas pedal. They're not feeling as responsive. And then you look down, you look to your left, you blink a couple of times, and then thump. Oh. Ay, ay, Man. <laughs> well, anyway, Google self-driving car, it, it fucked up. <laughs> it did. And and not it was either not too long after or not too long before um I think it was the um the the Department of Transportation ruled that it could count the computer as a driver. So they could have a a quote-unquote driverless car without it being actually driverless <laughs> or rather having a driverless car without it being quote unquote driverless I'd the, say there's probably a lot more conditions under well, that yes I mean that is a very I mean come on have you seen anything the Department of Transportation puts out they're always like this thick I mean <laughs> yeah, I've seen the rego bills the Department of Transport puts out and I'm fucking jealous Here's the thing about the crash that Google had, though, that I didn't quite understand, is they said that the computer decided, well, traffic's going to slow down for me because I'm signaling. Right. 
<laughs> big, big mistake to begin with. Therein but, lies the error. But, but so therein lies the error. But it said that the compu- the person who was in the driver's seat agreed with it. So how much did Google pay that person to say, whatever it fucks up and does, you just have to say, yeah, it seemed like it was making the right choice. Because I watched the video, and it just—it clearly made the wrong fucking choice. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, a no. human driver in control, unless they were, like, in such a state that they probably shouldn't be driving anyway, be that intoxicated or be that incompetent, they well, I guess, wouldn't have well, done that because well, I'm pretty you drove sure into the side of a fucking bus. <laughs> well, I guess that's that's the problem, isn't it? That the self-driving car is trying to solve stupid humans behind the wheel of two ton of a uh, of a uh, one ton bullets. Yeah, but or the in the case is, of as the bus, a twenty ton st- bullet. Twenty. <laughs> as long as we have stupid humans, just like actually, I don't think they even really needed to be paid to say that, to be honest. I think looking at a lot of the tech evangelists I've seen, both professionally and just talking in discussion areas, trying to defend Google's self-driving car and pretend like it's still perfect. Mm. And like blaming it on everyone else from the bus driver to Californian traffic law. Yeah, Yeah, I'd say they might not have needed to pay this person. This person might have just agreed with it because it said something. These it could have said, drive the wrong way on the fucking five, straight <laughs> into traffic, and spear yourself into a gravel truck, and the guy would probably just say, yeah, sounds reasonable. Well, keep in mind that these a lot of these people are the types that grew up in cities and um, may not have gotten driver's license, which I've noticed is a disturbing trend among many of my you know tech evangelist sort of friends. None of them have gotten driver's licenses. Weird. Yeah, not having a skill is not a sign of pride, kids. That's, I don't care I, how yeah. fucking techy you are, learn to drive, yeah. you idiot. Like, well, what do we need a driver's <laughs> license for? We take public transport or we bike everywhere. Yes, it's very That's nice fine. that you're taking public transport and I'm glad that you're biking. Yay, bikes. But what if you need to drive? <laughs> Here's the thing, though, is, as you said, like, you know, they're arguing that it's still perfect. I mean, it's not perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. It, exactly. It has Don't to be better it. than people, and people are terrible drivers. Yep. <laughs> exactly. But don't underestimate but the delusions of the tech means... evangelists. I'm talking the kind of people who are like, oh my god, Soylent, nobody's ever done this before, and certainly not in like 1940-fucking-five. <laughs> <laughs> what the Google like, car needs to learn is that if you're going to try and pull out in front of a bus, don't. you need to fucking floor it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't do that Google car half-commit... I'm going to go this way now. I'm going to go that way. No, you commit 100%, 100% of your acceleration potential to this maybe plan. That, maybe that was the problem. The guy in the driver's seat was live coding it, and he tried to do a git integrate. <laughs> he accidentally left out a bracket, so he just git integrated with the bus. <laughs> 
Nice. The problem is that Google cars. I have no idea what they mean. Google cars cannot cannot drive like timid sixteen year olds who just got their license. Like you cannot. They cannot drive like that. They need to drive like the sixteen year old that doesn't give a damn. Yes, they need to drive like us, like psychopaths. They're trying to make the car too... Like, they're trying to make it care too much about humans. They should make it care as much about humans as everyone else on the road, which is fucking not at all. (laughs) (laughs) There There are no other people on the road, just other boxes you might hit. You gotta pretend like it's um, you gotta pretend like it's burnout paradise. There are no actual people in those cars. <laughs> it's just cars. Google self driving rocket league. <laughs> 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 now you're onto something. Actually I wanna see what happens if Google made a self demolishing derby. Like just self driving cars trying to be the last car standing. That that'd be a snuff film. I'm okay with that. <laughs> be beautiful. That's what it would be. Like, how is we have already produced many, many great works of art, which are basically <laughs> just robot snuff films. Yeah, isn't that um, isn't that robot fighting thing going on in June? Karatas yeah, versus man. Megabot. Yeah. Actually, I thought you meant like Battlebots and all those small. Robot fighting league, which is basically just electronic cockfighting. It is. It's electronic cockfighting. I I meant I meant the big robots. Yeah, they're going to do a big robot fight. (laughs) Yeah, U.S. Japan. I've never seen a ten-pound robot with a five-pound flywheel fucking slap another. Well, (laughs) a ten-pound chicken with a ten-pound with a five-pound flywheel slap (laughs) another chicken about. 15 feet in the air at about 30 <laughs> feet back. <laughs> I've never seen a five-pound flywheel to begin with, but that's oh, not yeah. here nor there. Man, Those things are little bombs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can fucking just destroy things with flywheels. <laughs> uh so, uh, sorry, I'm going to be theatrically evil there. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no. Do go on. <laughs> I think that's a good end to that segment. Yeah. Now yes, we can add massive flywheels to every Google self-driving car. This will solve this problem by hurling buses over buildings. <laughs> uh, I'm very confused by what you think a flywheel can do. Well, you just got it. Uh, a flywheel can do anything. A spinning disc, right? A flywheel can do <laughs> yes. anything. It just has to be big enough. Precisely. No, it really needs to be a spinning disc. If it's not a spinning disc, it's not a flywheel. Okay, okay. Well, speaking of televised wanton destruction, uh, the Mythbusters. They're not... There's no more Mythbusters anymore. That is a sad thing. That is a sad thing. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it as well, but I'm sad. sad Yeah, I mean, I'm glad they... So many shows either jump the shark... Or get cut off too early. I'm glad they got to pick their time. Exactly. And plus, it was getting to the point where it was like, are we going to yeah. continue? Or are we just going to start testing more and more obscure or silly things that everybody knows aren't true? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you run out of myths at some point or another to, yeah. that you're able to test. You're not going to be like, 
Okay, guys, now we're going to prove whether Zeus was alive. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I mean, Adam Savage is, like, my hero. But Adam and Jamie, I feel like they really couldn't carry that show. I mean, they could make the sh- they could do the show on their own. But you kind of needed that other team to go back to, to you know, to while while Jamie and Adam are doing the big complicated awesome thing, you would have Carrie, uh, Carrie Grant and Grant Tori, yeah, doing <laughs> the own little mini myth, doing a whole bunch of little myths off on the side. If only Tori was Tori, that would be just neat. I like it when things are neat like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you mean the political party? Yeah, of course. What the fuck is a Tory? Uh, <laughs> I only know that it is a political party. That is all I know about it. Remember, Chirp, okay, Americans. If you, remember, if you're a member of the UK Conservative Party nowadays, you're a Tory. Yeah. In the US, it means a colonist who supported the British side, basically. <laughs> so a traitor. <laughs> I would say someone sensible. How things are turning out. Uh, <laughs> the system still works, but it can only because work with the inputs you give it. <laughs> oh yes, that reminds me. But like two shows ago, technically one show because we didn't release one of them. Whoa, yet. whoa, whoa, whoa! If you go look at the site, last the last episode Unless is up there. Unless you did it like this morning. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, in the show with Kate, you mentioned how far back Scott uh, is America on the best countries to live index. The answer is fifty-four. <laughs> you are not. You are not in the top ten or the top twenty, both of which you asserted. Hey, <laughs> we're, we're in the top, we're in like to the top hundred. I would like to note. But that, how many countries uh, even are there? <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, I would like to note that that since uh, Trump, uh, we've actually got on the uh, Economist's top ten risks to the world economy. <laughs> so you could say we're pretty powerful. Oh. <laughs> uh. Um, but yeah, MythBusters. gonna make Mexico pay for the wall. It's not gonna be ours. I gotta tell you this, guys. This is hilarious. Um, so I picked up my brother from school about uh, right before it was right before he got onto his spring break. I picked him up from school, and they were talking on NPR, and they brought up how Trump said he would want to make Mexico pay for the wall, and I said. So, but this is a pretty big thing in the coming election. One of the candidates is uh, one of the candidates, Mr. Trump. Do you know who that is? He's like, yeah. I'm like, well, he's saying he wants to build a wall on the border of Mexico and America, and and he wants Mexico to pay for it. And my brother just stops and he just thinks about it. He's like, that's really stupid. <laughs> yeah. And he says, and I'm like, well, I'm like, why is it stupid, bro? He's like, well, first off. That's going to make it really, really hard for people to come over here. I'm like, yeah, but that's that's part of the point. He's like, yeah, but, I mean, not just people who want to come here when they're not supposed to come here, but anybody who wants to come here. I'm like, yeah. And he says, and, and the other thing is, how is he going to make Mexico pay for it? I'm like, this is a 10-year-old. 
He understands this. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of American voters are not as smart as a 10-year-old. Oh, don't I know it. Oh, yeah. So just going back to Mythbusters, um, pretty big part of, I mean, you, it could be safely said that Mythbusters inspired a generation to go into the sciences. Wouldn't you guys agree? Uh, yeah. It's been around for 13 years. He's uh, Adam Savage has spoken many times about people coming up to him and saying, hey, you're what made me become an engineer or a scientist or a maniac with explosives. <laughs> I like give him that he didn't discourage anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel, I mean, it, to me, it's sad. But I know that there are other shows on... Uh, on, for example, the Science Channel or Discovery that are sort of filling the same niche, but still. Ah, sad. All right, one last topic uh, before we cap this thing off. Uh, so, uh, last week on the 11th, which was uh, on at time of air, it will be exactly one week ago, um, was the five-year anniversary of the Japanese tsunami and earthquake, um, and as, as well as the um, the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant disaster. And the, this whole past week, NHK World has been putting up segments about things you can do to prepare for emergencies and things like that. I thought it might be good to cap this episode off with a bit of um, with some advice and some tips from all of us as to what you can do and things you should do to be prepared for natural disasters and emergencies. So Cherba, since you live in a perpetual natural disaster slash emergency, uh, do you have any tips <laughs> for the listeners? Uh, generally avoid being in a disaster. <laughs> Sound advice and technically not inaccurate, but perhaps you could be a little bit more specific. Um, don't get set on fire. Don't go under the water for too long. Uh, <laughs> make sure you have a house that stands up to high winds, and if you don't, don't be in it. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, dude, I've slept through cyclones so <laughs> I'm not the best person to ask here because my survival strategy is exist <laughs> okay alright then um, how about this uh, how about well, this for somebody you have to be more specific survival of what there are right. so many different disasters and clearly the there are the plenty yeah. is not going to solve the other Right, clearly. I mean, if you if you live in a tornado, if you live in Tornado Alley, you know the same sort of advice for, for example, avoiding a tsunami would not apply to you. Um, but things like if you need to avoid a, a tsunami in Tornado Alley, you have far bigger problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, global warming probably chief among them. Um, Here, you want to know? You want to know mine? Uh, so mine is live on the east coast of the U.S. Because all you have to really worry about is an occasional hurricane and blizzard. Blizzards usually you can survive by just staying inside a house. Hurricanes, you can just stay away from the coast. And uh, you don't have to worry about earthquakes, fires, or for the most part, tornadoes. Yeah. Yeah, the blizzard we had was inconvenient, but uh, you know what? My power didn't even go out. 
Okay, so I guess the biggest advice we can give you is live in a first world country. Oh yeah, be rich. Be, be, There's a good be, one. Be, yeah. uh, be rich. Be a, a, probably a white person because uh, you know they'll probably be better off, right? Because they're gonna you're gonna have that privilege to survive through the. <laughs> it's also very important that you don't put yourself in a situation where money cannot help you. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> if if you get into a horrible disaster situation, don't go to the refugee camp. Your money can't help you there. Yeah, avoid, you know, the uh, trailer park. Yeah. So here is some advice from people who actually seem to have <laughs> meaningful advice. <laughs> uh, stock up on some food and water. Um, if you feel like an emergency, if you feel like, a, uh, if, for example, a blizzard or a hurricane is heading your way, um, keep some, uh, keep supplies in your house in sufficient quanti- sufficient quantity to, uh, last for at least 72 hours. Um, food, cans of food, cans of food are good. Bottled water, um, first aid kits, excellent stuff to have. And, um, toilet paper, because if shit gets bad enough, there won't be anything to ferry away your shit from your house. So, um... Gonna want to deal with that. Uh, build. Uh, have a plan. Have a plan. If you guys, if you and your loved ones get separated, to go meet somewhere. Um, keep some basic tools. Keep your food in a cool, dry place. Water supplies. You gotta. You gotta make sure to change up your water supplies and your food supplies every six months, so they don't get all nasty. Um. <laughs> Keep a can of gas if you live in a far off place. Be diligent. Much, yeah. Basic disaster yeah. preparedness is going to get you ninety percent of the way there, no matter what the disaster is. Yeah. 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 Having food is pretty, you know, high up on that list. Yeah. But I think water is technically more important. Yeah, clean water, but I mean, yeah, yeah. clean water is pretty important. But even, you could drink like, I mean, worse comes worse. You could pr- you could probably live after drinking some pretty dirty water, as long as it's not like bacteria infested, you know? <laughs> or like radioactive dirty water. Yeah. Dirty water can mess you up pretty hardcore. You got to be careful. You got to be careful. Um, keep, a, keep a smaller version of your home emergency kit in your car. Um in case a disaster happens whilst you are in your motor vehicle. And, um, you know, have plans. Uh, for more information remember, on how you... Actually, uh, speaking yeah, of the car thing, I, I started dating my girlfriend years ago, and I noticed that she had, like, blankets and all this stuff in the trunk of her car, and I was like, why do you have that? It's like, oh, well, in case I'm, like, you know, driving to a ski resort in West Virginia and get like, in stuck in some snowdrift or something. And I'm like, huh. He's like, you don't have that? It's like, I don't go to West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you want to stay in a first world country. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I don't go anywhere. Or if my car breaks down, I couldn't walk to, you know, help. One, one important thing, well. and because, because keeping in communication with the rest of society is... is and with emergency services is pretty important. 
Um, what you may want to do is you may want to stick, if you do not already have one, a cell phone charger in your glove box in your car so that, you know, mm. worse comes worse, you do have that big honking car battery that you can use to keep your phone charged so that you can maintain contact with emergency services if necessary. And don't waste it scrolling through Facebook. Oh, yeah, please don't. Oh, but that's what it... Well, uh, well, well. You're still alive. Well, yeah, you can use Facebook in the time of a disaster to say that you are still alive and you are okay and that way your friends can stop worrying about you. Um, you know, when we had the, we had really bad uh, a really bad blizzard where a lot of people lost power, uh, my tenant actually <laughs> posted on the uh, electrical company's uh, face or like Facebook website and complained that he hadn't got power back. And needs to say, they had like four crews appear at his house. So uh, you never know yeah. if you like, for example, you're in a disaster and you lost power. You know, complaining on social media where everybody can see you might actually get you help quicker. If you leave in, if, uh, if, if your police department has a Facebook page, you know, look at that for public, um, look at that for pu- instructions aimed if, at your neighborhood. Might if the internet name. still exists. If oh, the internet course. still exists. I mean, assuming that, <laughs> look, if you're listening to this podcast, you're already in a pretty good position. <laughs> to be honest, much, yeah. yeah, I mean, chances are you have a cell phone. <laughs> chances are you live in a first world country, so and you're already doing pretty well for yourself. Will probably have relevant yeah. disaster preparedness information of what you might need. Like you know, we don't have earthquake information down here, but we know how to deal with a cyclone and a flood. Yep. But hey, you you don't know, man. They have the internet in those Turkish refugee camps. If there are any Turkish refugees listening to this show, please get in touch. <laughs> and also, please, please understand that Scott Johnson and I were joking immensely about being white. I told you it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that was so bad. Yeah, well, obviously, I, I was talking. I was making a joke about yeah. being in a first world country. <laughs> hey, don't mind me. I'm just keeping my mouth shut. <laughs> But later on, when I'm running for the Senate or whatever, you know, it'll come yeah, back You're so me. boned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get it. That is so done. Uh, all right. Um, for more, if you, live in the United, if you live in the United States and you'd like more information on how to uh, prepare, plan, and stay informed in the event of a, uh, an event of a disaster or a similarly bad event, you can check out www.ready.com. Gov, where you can find information on how to prepare to severe weather, plan for um, uh, help your promote prepare, hope to promote preparedness in your community uh, in 2016 uh, by checking out the national seasonal preparedness calendar, and of course you can follow Ready.gov on Twitter and Facebook for lots of other stuff. All right then, I think that's about it. Anything else? Uh, you guys got anything you want to plug? Oh, sure. Uh, so uh, the the thing I was actually kind of doing while we were doing this was scheduling for ZegkaiCon, which takes place in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, uh, the uh, April 1st to the 3rd. It's a Ooh. sci-fi anime convention. Should be lots of fun. My wife's a vice con chair, and I'm the head of live programming. Yes. go ch- If you are in the uh, Pennsylvania area, go check out ZegkaiCon. 
George, are you going to that? I haven't made any plans. Yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, there might be a room that you could squeeze into, probably, like with like rim or something. Um, I'll check. Yeah. Hmm. Well, since we're uh, already on, I, mean, uh... I, I have to. I can't make it to Connecticut this year due to a wedding. So. Oh, wedding! All. Yeah. All that. That's or another. Uh, cool. Speaking of conventions, uh, if you're in the San Diego area, you can come and check me out. Um, by the time this goes to air, I'm already at Hanadoki Con, so you can come check me out there. I'm doing about five and a half hours of programming, um, lots and lots of panels. Come check me out, check out the panels, check out the convention. It's a good con. It's in the uh, the town and country resort in San Diego, California, so check that out if you have time and want to go to a convention. Uh, yes. Cherba, think you want to plug? Yes. <clears throat> right, so, coming up in some time, uh, it will be the 11th of June? Yes. There is that a is in some new time. small indie comics event happening in Brisbane <laughs> called Comic Street. Uh, basically, a whole bunch of indie creators are getting together and setting up an artist's alley right in the middle of Queen Street Mall in the very center of the city for mm. people to do art stuff with and buy their things and promote their comics and all that sort of stuff. For people, the sort what of stuff art. you see in an artist's alley normally, basically. You know, it'll be people doing artist alley stuff, making art, selling art, chatting to people. So you should come along. If you're a creator, you should contact Comic Street. Hey. And say, hey, can I get a table? And they will go, probably, okay. Because, you know, they're cool. Yep. Wait George. a minute. Oh. oh. Okay, never mind. That wasn't... I thought I saw the... I read. I misread a headline <laughs> that would have been a breaking news. <laughs> but it was just... Uh, Missouri primary, Hillary Clinton wins uh, Democratic contest. Bernie Sanders concedes. <laughs> I read it just Bernie Sanders concedes, and I was oh, like, no. "Oh, well, that's <laughs> over." And I was like, "Yeah, oh, okay. I'm kind of in the middle of formulating a reply to a friend of mine because they just po and I would normally leave it alone, but they pull out the media is lying to you, which always fucking annoys me. <laughs> oh. the media." Especially when the only thing of it is like, okay, it's a pie chart with pledged delegates. One of them has Bernie's little slice. One of them has Hillary's bigger slice. And then it's like, oh, there's 2,394 fucking pledged delegates left to go. He can still win. No, he can't. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's pretty much my whole, uh, like my day every day with my friends these days. Like, I actually sat down with one of the math wonks that I know through work yesterday, and we actually sat down and worked out. It is more likely for Bernie Sanders to literally drop dead in the middle of a stump speech <laughs> than it is for him to win 60% of every remaining state that he needs to take the nomination. <laughs> oh, man. So, good luck. Plan for either a funeral or a victory party, I guess. Or neither. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he also may not die. This is also possible. <laughs> yeah. 
you know. You forgot that out. He could, he could live. He could live, you know. Just point, that putting out. that one yeah, out there. It's like, Jesus Christ, this is not what it's about, man. I mean, yeah, sure, there's 2,394 delegates left of the 4,000. Yeah. But you need to remember it's a proportional race. You still need to win enough to make up for your previous losses and then also make sure your opponent doesn't get enough to stay ahead of you at the same time. This isn't the West Wing. This is not how it goes. Yeah, for real. (laughs) All right, George, do you have anything you want to uh, plug, share, anything like that? This week, I got nothing. Okay, then. Right on. All right, then. Well, thank you to George and Skojo and Treba for another fantastic episode of Friday Night Party Line. Um, You will hear from us next week on Acceptable Vices when we talk about... And uh, you'll hear from us then. Bye. Bye. See ya. is a Frostworks production. To find out more about us and what we do, check us out at www.frost.works.